0: All right, welcome to episode 39 of the Unsupervised Learning Podcast. My name is Daniel Miesler, and we're going to start with the news. It's very early on Saturday, so kind of getting started here. All right, so Bay Systems is saying that the Swift hack uh, was linked to the Sony breach. So the Swift hack was basically this financial network uh, that got breached uh, a couple weeks back and now they're saying that uh, it's tied to the Sony breach, which is pretty interesting. Um, the the details of the Sony breach were kind of sparse, um, especially around attribution of who did it. So it, it'll be interesting to see um, how they link the two and uh, what actually plays out. Usually claims like this, need to get filtered for quite some time before you actually hear the truth. Uh, Kaspersky is saying ransomware is the number one threat now. Not surprising. Uh, Basically, criminals are figuring out that it's really lucrative to do this, so they're doing it a lot more. Um, Apologies, that's a shower in the background, if you can hear that. Identity thieves grab uh, W-2 data from Equifax. Not Equinox, as is currently in this text that I'm reading, thanks to Apple. Um, Germany claims that it was Russia that hacked their parliament just recently. So, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the hack was, but uh, I I think it might have been defacement or penetration to the network. I can't remember. But uh, Germany is saying that it was looks to be Russia that did it, which would not surprise me. Yahoo is resetting a bunch of Tumblr accounts. Uh, so basically a bunch of credentials and uh, salted hashes and a uh, bunch of stuff was found on the internet. So they're resetting a bunch of Tumblr accounts. Mandia, Kevin Mandia replaces DeWalt as CEO of FireEye. Basically FireEye has been having a ton of trouble. So they're replacing the CEO. And uh, Mandia is what Mandiant comes from. So uh, that's kind of a known quantity. Android is being hit by malware-based lock screen attacks. Uh, that sounds nasty. Security companies lose access to virus total. This is pretty cool. So basically, um, tons of security companies, especially you know, anti-malware, antivirus type companies, were using... VirusTotal, which is owned by Google, to uh, to basically do their filtering. <laughs> and they weren't giving back to the project at all. And Google basically turned all that off. It said, if you're not contributing back to the project, then you just lost all your access. So a bunch of companies are scrambling now because they basically don't have a product because they don't have um because they don't have virus total. <clears throat> millions of web servers vulnerable to image magic attack this is from like a week and a half ago or so um basically uh you parse you parse images right this is the classic problem of when you parse things you open yourself to vulnerability and image magic of course is parsing images so that it can modify them so it was a problem and uh it was leading to some pretty major volumes uh, which are now patched. But you should make sure your systems are updated. New skimmers go deeper in the machine to avoid detection. So basically, they're putting skimmers farther inside the machine. So you can't even, it's not like a bolt-on. Uh, it's much harder to see and detect. Uh, Panama Papers source uh, called Doe, which is cool because it could be Jane or, or John. Reveals that they did it to reveal corruption. So similar to like a Snowden uh, purpose. Vulnerabilities found in Samsung smart home technology. Um, not surprising. Smart home stuff is pretty nasty. I think this was clear text creds, um, but they all kind of blur together, honestly. Um, 10, year, 10 year old gets $10,000 bug bounty from Instagram. That's pretty cool. Um, I think it was stored cross-site scripting, uh, but I can't remember. I actually made these links a week ago, but I didn't record last week, so these are a little bit old. Um, PwnList says uh, they're shutting down. Um, has nothing to do with being breached. So PwnList is this, uh, it's like a competitor to Have I Been Pwned, <clears throat> which is Troy Hunt's project. Um, but they're saying that they plan on shutting down anyway. They just got breached and a bunch of their data got leaked, like millions of records. Um, But they said they were planning on shutting down anyway, so that's not really why they did it, which could be true, but sounds a little suspect. Vulnerable bloatware puts Lenovo users at risk, gives full access through this new admin portal. So basically they pushed... To all their, to a large portion of their users, millions of users, um, this backdoor capability, a legitimate backdoor, air quote legitimate backdoor capability, to do remote administration and stuff, and it was super insecure, and it's basically causing vulnerability, and uh, it, it it just goes to show, I I, I think that. Uh, This is why I'm kind of in the Apple camp is just, I I don't see them doing this kind of thing. Uh, They have their own problems, right? Apple's not perfect, but uh, just having massive amounts of bloat in your software added onto your OS, added onto all this crap, uh, which turns into a remote backdoor. Like this is the type of thing that if you even recommended it at Apple, you would just get shot down. And and I would say probably at Microsoft as well. It's not just Apple who has these sorts of standards. Um, But I I just think when you have a company um, that's willing to do this kind of crap, I would just run away from everything they make. It's just the way I I see things. 7-zip vulnerabilities discovered, a bunch of flaws there. Um, Also basically with parsing. Definitely want to update all your 7-Zip installs, wherever you have them. Twitter blocks U.S. government from using its analytics service. So basically, they have uh, tons of data that they can uh, provide. And the government's kind of pulling all this stuff in and harvesting it and looking for trends and patterns and that kind of stuff. And Twitter basically said, look, I, I don't like what you're doing, uh, your other practices that are counter-privacy and counter-whatever. you know, whatever. Politically, that they don't agree with. So they turned off their access to that service, which is pretty pretty ballsy move. Uh, security analytics platforms. <clears throat> so Forrester put out a security report um, around analytics platforms. And um, I, I just did an analysis of it last night. Uh, it was pretty cursory. I mean, it was a short report. But I've got, you know, 10 or 20 bullets in there just summarizing the main points from the article. I've got a link there in the show notes. Um, IBM's Watson is being trained to look for hidden patterns in cyber threats. That is pretty cool. Watson is just, man, just a super cool project. Vulnerabilities discovered in SQUID. Um, I'm not sure if it's a bypass vulnerability where you can pass through the proxy or um, not sure what the nature of it is, but uh, if you have any SQUID installs, you want to update that. Uh, someone found cross-site scripting in the Mr. Robot site and uh, <laughs> and evidently was able to look at other people's uh, accounts. Um, and basically that got fixed, but it was kind of ironic. Uh, news and technology <clears throat> um, articles. So autonomous robot surgeon beats a human um, – in performing some sort of surgery task. I I think it was human assisted still to some degree, but it just kind of really beat the, uh, the human at the task, which it it kind of uh, speaks to the point that even advanced um, job roles, you know, you know, people think if you're a programmer, you're an artist or you're a surgeon, you know, you're not going to be replaced by, Computers as fast as other things In some cases, it's the opposite in some cases. Maybe maybe it makes even more sense to do surgery with a robot than it does to do uh, Waiters and waitresses, right? Maybe certain jobs are lower end, but are more resistant to Computers replacing them than some of the higher end ones Like they got a bunch of composers, a bunch of music being created by uh, robots already. That's considered artistic. You got this one, surgery. That's considered, you know, a lot of people think uh, that's really hard to do. Computers won't do that for a long time. Well, not true. So our intuitions about what's easy to replace and what's not are often incorrect. It matters what you study and not where. Uh, So a bunch of. Studies have been coming out showing that uh, you basically, if you're in engineering, pretty much anything STEM, although maybe not mathematics, but if you're in the really sought after uh, fields of study, you know, computers, engineering, that kind of stuff, it doesn't matter that much where you went to school. Like it could be some state school or it could be a high-end school and it doesn't really um, affect your um your ability to get a job or even your pay that much um there are other fields like financial services where they want you know certain degrees but uh in most in most uh jobs that pay well and it's easy to get a job in it doesn't really matter where you went to school Uh, i mean if you if you're an english major at harvard versus a uh programmer or InfoSec person out of whatever, um, some state school in Hackensack, it's probably um, not that much different um, in terms of your ability to get a job and get paid, which is pretty cool. Um, And definitely I have a link in the notes to check out. But if you're a a parent and you're looking to uh, guide a child or something, I would uh, take a look at that. IBM launches cloud quantum computing platform. Again, IBM research, just kicking ass. Uh, Beam wins Disrupt. So Disrupt is this uh, conference where um, you have new startups kind of show off their stuff. Beam is a startup that allows gamers to broadcast. um, It's a platform that allows viewers of a game that is being streamed to interact with the game actually, and actually help the person who's playing. Um, really, really cool stuff. They won first prize, at like 50 grand. And then the second one is this thing I'm probably gonna get. It's called Water O, and it's reverse osmosis water filtration product. And it's like 400 bucks I think for the for the hardware right now, but that's supposed to come down like 30 percent. Um, I'll probably get one. Seems pretty cool. Oh, this one's awesome. Viv launches next generation artificial intelligence. So this is the team that actually created Siri. I guess they sold it to Apple. But they created a new AI called Viv. um, V-I-V. And this thing is amazing. This thing writes its own code basically every time you execute a query. And basically links to all these different microservices to accomplish tasks. So you can say really intuitive things um, and, and it'll just go and do it. And it does it very quickly. Um, and this plays right into the book that I'm writing right now about AI, um, which I won't talk about right now, but I have a whole chapter um, just on artificial intelligence and how it'll inter- interact with humans. So, uh, really cool. I, I hope Apple gets this or Google gets this. I, I hope this type of technology moves forward and comes to our platforms that we have with us because uh, Siri and the other alternatives are, are not doing the job, in my opinion. Uh, Apple news um, Apple's redesigning Apple Music and iOS 10. Thank goodness. Having major problems with the interface right now. I just hate it compared to Spotify and evidently they're going to add lyrics. They're going to fix the UI. They're going to do like a bunch more artwork and stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. iPhone seven is supposed to have three gigs of memory and dual lens camera. I think that might just be the plus, um, memory doesn't seem that exciting to me. Uh, the camera improvement I would love to see. Um, Not that I have a problem with the current one, but the better it is, the less you need a real camera at at different times. Miscellaneous news and articles. The brain limits you to just five BFFs. So if you try to have more than five best friends, um, and I guess it really means close friends, right? Then uh, the brain is not really tuned for that. Uh, Pretty interesting uh, article. Exploring ideas, Craig Wright versus Satoshi, um, or Craig Wright claiming to be Satoshi. So I've interacted with Craig many times. You're probably all familiar with the story. Satoshi is the person who created Bitcoin. Craig Wright is a security person who claims, has now claimed that he is Satoshi. And uh, it's uh, it's really interesting because... Uh, I, I've interacted with him probably, I don't know, going back to like 2007, I think was when we were debating, we were actually debating um, security and obscurity. We got in this big pissing contest, uh, which he later came back and, and said that he was wrong, which was cool. I thought, I thought it was pretty stand up of him, but um, he's, uh, he's a super smart guy, like super brilliant, like just knows a lot of stuff. Uh, My problem with his claim that he's Satoshi is Satoshi, by all accounts, is reserved, sort of introverted, doesn't want to talk about himself. That's kind of the opposite of Craig. Like, I've never seen Craig be a bad person, but he's definitely a, hey, look at me. Uh, Like, he's had a bunch of videos of himself rowing. And he'd just be, like, tearing up this rower. And he's just like, and he posts them out on the internet. And he's like, look at me row. That's like the opposite of Satoshi. Then you have the technical problems of like, if you wanted to prove that you're Satoshi, just sign something with this private key. Why wouldn't you just do that? It takes like 11 seconds. Why wouldn't you do it? Um, So there's all sorts of problems. My biggest problem though, is that it's simply not the type of person who would be a Satoshi person. Um, That's my biggest thing. And maybe that's not super logical, but that's the way I see it. Um, InfoSec tools, M O B S F is a, uh, all in one open source, mobile application, automated pen testing framework. So it does static and dynamic analysis. So you basically drop your apps into this thing and it just tears it up with various engines. Uh, super cool. I don't do much mobile anymore, but, uh, the next time I do, I'm probably going to mess with this thing. Uh, WordPress exploitation framework. Um. seems a bit redundant. Uh, I don't know what you would do for a framework. Yeah, there's already a few scanners. Um, it, it seemed pretty cool, though. I I guess if you do a lot of testing of WordPress as a pen tester, um, I would probably maybe look at it. I uh, have the link here in the notes. Facebook's CTF platform is released. Uh, I just tweeted about this a few minutes ago. Uh, They put out their own CTF platform that they were using internally. They put it on GitHub. Super cool project. Looks very sexy. So it probably has similar functionality, but it's very sexy um, as far as the GUI. InfoSec projects. um, OWTF, offensive web testing framework. This thing is crazy. So this is like, basically, it's like a methodology framework for web testing but it links the steps to the actual, um, to actual standards and compliance and requirements, right? So it it tells you, oh, if you're under this, here are the steps you need to take or whatever. And it has that mapping, which is really cool. Um, OWTF. I think it's OWASP, pretty sure it's an OWASP project. Um, Security and pen testing resources. This is just a page. It's got tons of links on it. Pretty cool. Added that here. Uh, Infosec reports, Microsoft's security intelligence report. Um, I did some analysis of that. I have the link here in the notes. And I also have the link to the paper. Infosec talks, giant bags of mostly water by Constantine Rayab Itsev. Um, so this was an <clears throat> amazing talk. This is basically talking about how we're viewing security the way car manufacturers used to look at safety, which is by basically saying, look, we provided you the vehicle. It's up to you if you want to use it safely. And then cars transition to this thing of actually, no, we're going to protect you from yourself. Um, but security has not done that yet. Security is not, well, IT in general has not got to the point where they're they're saying, look, we're going to make this safe so that you can use it safely no matter what you do, um, or almost no matter what you do. Um, And he's saying basically this is a transition that needs to occur and that will occur. Uh, Fascinating talk. Um, Definitely check it out. Announcements. Uh, just spoke at this Forrester conference in Florida. That was earlier this week. Uh, presenting at Black Hat Arsenal. I'll be at Source Boston next week. I'm going to be in SoCal the week after, I believe. I'll be at DerbyCon. Um, oh, and there's a new Radiohead album. It's uh, quite good, actually. All right. Summary and recommendations. Ransomware is nasty. Didn't really talk about this up there, but... Uh, this good place to do it. If you're listening to this, basically it's your responsibility to reach out to your friends and family who have anything to protect and basically make sure that they're patched and have good backups. Th- think about it this way. Ransomware is getting so nasty that if you're not telling protecting your, your friends and family who don't know anything about computers, they're going to get ransomware and they're going to lose data or money They'll probably just pay it, but you need to encourage them to be patched and have backups or it's kind of on us as the security people who know this and don't say anything. Uh, the other thing is rotate your passwords. This applies to not just us, but to everyone as well. There are basically tons of credentials that have been leaked over the last few years. And the odds are very good that some of your passwords are out there. And especially if you've been online for a long time or you have a strong internet presence and you have lots of accounts, the odds are you have shared ones and that they're already leaked. So you seriously need to rotate your passwords and you probably need to ask or have you know people you care about do the same uh, because all of these, uh, all these breaches basically mean they're out there somewhere and the possibility for someone researching you or someone you care about looking through the breaches, finding a shared password, and then trying it on multiple accounts. Like it'd be really easy to get in. And this applies to many, many security people as well. So uh, this is just a reminder to, um, to get that fixed. All right. Inspiration, a couple of quotes here. Start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible. And suddenly you're doing the impossible. Francis of Assisi. All right, this one, uh, this next one, the face of a child can say it all, especially the mouth part of the face. (laughs) And that's from Jack Handy, which was a comedian on Saturday Night Live. All right, thanks for listening. See you next time. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and share it. Uh, Blog about it, social media. Leave a review on iTunes, whatever. Thanks a lot. See you next time.